And we are live. Welcome everyone tuning in to the hashtag Stories of Healing podcast, episode 14. A wife, a sister, creative content writer, author, child of God. She is a professional who knows her worth and is ready to speak up. Be active in her faith and walk into her destiny that God has set forth into her life. She encourages you to take a leap of faith and get out of your comfort zone. If you're wondering what you should do next, she says to take a step back and write down all the things that you are good at. Out of those things which bring you joy and fulfillment, you can ultimately see yourself making a change, not just in your life, but in your community and beyond. Then you can formulate a plan on how you can do those things and still bring in revenue because times are changing. And one thing is for sure, these jobs can come and go. But your empire and the legacy you build will always be in existence as long as you have the right foundation and continue to cultivate it. You too can be all the things you ever imagined. So stop limiting yourself by the things people say you cannot do or the limitations that have been placed on you. What an inspiration and an amazing message. Welcome, Genesis. Samaris Kemp, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you. I'm very grateful to have you on the show for th- round three. We're going to try <laughs> to get this. If listeners tuning in or don't know, we had some few technical difficulties, but that's okay. We want to get Genesis' uh, story out there and we want to connect with the world and um, and we want to share. Um, Genesis, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from. Hey, everyone. As Timmy mentioned, I'm Genesis Amaris Kemp. I am from Houston, Texas in the U.S., I am first generation American, so Caribbean in Caribbean background. A little bit about me. I have 15 years of experience in corporate America. 11 and a half of those years were spent in the oil and gas and energy sector. And after, you know, going through various trials and tribulations, it led me to pivoting. And I wrote my first book, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, From the Pit to the Palace. It came out last year on May 27th. So during a global pandemic and a little bit before the whole Black Lives Matter movement. So there was a lot of turmoil in 2020. And I'm just here to really inspire, encourage, and motivate you to really step outside of your comfort zone, show up and be authentic, and most importantly, be uniquely you, because the world needs to see what gifts and talents you have to bring forward. Amazing. Thank you for sharing and getting started here, Genesis, and opening up. Uh, I'm excited. Are you excited? I am super pumped because it's been a while since we last chatted. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I know. And so much has happened too in this past little bit. So I'm excited to, to connect here and, and reestablish uh, this moment and going forward. And um, are you ready to dive in? I'm ready. Let's go deep digging <laughs> or right, deep diving. <laughs> <laughs> yes, deep diving. Here we go. So what is your story of which brought you a life challenge or struggle, Genesis? Being told that I would never amount to anything 
being bullied in high school led me to a dark season and that dark season turned into depression. Then whenever I went into the workforce, being told no, being told, oh, I don't think that you're able to compete with the professionals and stuff like that, even though I knew I already had the work experience and I had the credentials and I was going to school. So I had all the necessary things to check the box. But then whenever you get inside, it was something totally different than what they told you to get you in the door. So it's almost like whenever you hear people saying, go to school, get a, get a, um, go to school, go to college, get a, get a good degree, then you land that perfect job or you land that quote unquote good job. So then you have that so ingrained in you and rooted that it um, conditions you to think like, oh, okay, this is, this is what the perfect um, box is, or this is what I should be doing. But then it also um, has you conditioned to the point where you're in the quote unquote employee quadrant and it doesn't give you the ability to be creative or whatever because you haven't been taught that way. And I feel like sometimes whenever you're going through life, we go through various seasons in life. And out of those seasons, um, there are going to be life lessons and there's going to be seeds, seeds that were that are either going to be deposited or seeds that we can withdraw from. But during that time, we have to learn. And part of that learning is identifying who we want to be and not what people want us to be. So once you have that figured out, it helps you overcome some of those life challenges, such as bullying, such as oppression, such as having a negative mindset, um, such as being in, a, in an employee bucket. If you, um, when in reality, you may want to be the owner of your of your own company. You may want to be an entrepreneur. You may want to be a motivational speaker or et cetera. But if no one ever talks to you about that or shows you that, or if you don't experience it, then how would you have the necessary tools in order to achieve it? Sure, you may achieve it, but it may take you a lot longer than if you had someone that was in your corner rooting for you, mentoring you, or giving you that um, feedback. Thank you for sharing, Genesis. And um, I wanted to ask, in the time when you were in the corporate world and you were facing a lot of these challenges, what were some of the things that you've done to keep yourself uh, healthy? What were some of the tools or resources or outlets that you were using as channels to kind of release some of those energies you were feeling? I prayed a lot. I journaled. That was a way of getting the thoughts out of my head onto paper. So that was a healthy exercise. And within journaling, it also helps you self-reflect on what you wrote down. Listening to music definitely helped me, especially if I was having like a bad day at work. I could just pop in my AirPods and listen to some positive music or something that will uplift my spirit and give me that fire energy. Another thing that helped was exercising. So going to the gym, releasing my the toxic energy and just banging it out, whether I'm doing um, boxing on the punching bag, whether I'm running on the treadmill, whether I'm lifting weights or whatnot. But I was taking that negative energy and channeling it into something positive that could produce um, something that was more fruitful. Incredible. 
you know, and I think it's super important no matter where we are in life and some of the challenges that we do face that releasing those type of energies into something positive like exercise and fitness and even just writing and, and uh, getting into where you are today. Um, when you had a little bit of um, an understanding and awakening and awareness so that you realize you no longer want to be in this corporate world, you no longer wanted to be treated the way you were treated. Um, what were some of the things you started working on towards uh, transitioning out of that and to getting where you are today? I started networking with people outside of my work group who were still a part of the company, but in other areas. So I could learn a little bit more about what they did because it was something that I was interested in learning, not only from a business standpoint, but one that I could, you know, take it into my own business that I you know, wanted to do. So with me having a degree in supply chain, I was like, okay, I could be a buyer. I could do procurement. The same amount of things that I do for the corporation, I could do outside as well. So let me start asking some information here. I looked for informal as well as formal mentors, people that were doing something that I was interested in doing. Like I met an author by the name of Tyra Jones. Um, I asked her to meet me for coffee because I wanted to learn more about her journey. And it was actually having a conversation with her was literally my Mary and Elizabeth experience. Metaphorically, mm -hmm. my baby leaped when I had a conversation with her because she's she pretty much asked me, have you ever thought about writing a book? Because I shared with her some of my writing and she said, your writing is really good, but I think the world needs to see. So that was the first seed that was really planted. And I knew that I wanted to do more with my writing. I just didn't know what at the time or how would it be received. But I knew that, OK, I'm not writing this just to be writing it. There's someone that needs to see it. But sometimes you need to have confirmation in order to know that you are on the right track. And I'm speaking in a spiritual term mm -hmm. because I knew that God was leading me in that direction. But I think it was me who was allowing fear to grip me to the point of not wanting to produce it. But that was something I overcame. Another um, thing was whenever I was looking into what else can I do outside of my company? I did some um, network marketing things. I sold Mary Kay. Mm -hmm. I tried to get involved with Cutco. I've done Young Living Essential Oils and et cetera. Right. And I was trying different things. And the Mary Kay didn't really stick. One, because I don't wear makeup and I'm not that very involved in like cosmetics and stuff like that. So it's hard to sell something that you're not truly passionate about. When I did Cutco knives, they're really expensive. So whenever you go try to sell somebody about um, knives, they're going to say, what's the difference between your knives and the knives that I could get at um, a consumer? Why do I have to pay for these expensive knives? Then with Young Living Essential Oils, I really like that. And I started to use the products because I saw the holistic benefits. It was curing people, was helping people. But then I wasn't really doing it for a business. I was really doing it for the whole holistic approach and how I can improve my, my health and well-being. But then once people started to 
see that, then they're like, hey, what are you doing? Then I started to introduce them to the oils. But had I really, you know, taken that over, yes, I could have grown that and that could have been passive income and residual income. So those are other things. So I've had my hand in different little pockets, but what was what has really stuck is me coming out with my book. It's something tangible. It's something I truly believe in because I'm super passionate about inclusion, diversity, and equity. And when I share my story about the things that I've endured, people could resonate and people tend to gravitate to people who have been through something similar to them or they could, they could relate. Um, you're showing up, they feel like they can trust you and et cetera. And what more than to share your story? Mm-hmm. And then now I could take that, now that I have my book, I could take that and partner it with a workbook that I'm gonna be uh, developing because I want to really teach people more on how to evaluate who they are, practice self-care and really walk it out and then go into a teaching space. So it's all a part of the plan and there's baby steps that you have to take. Thank you for sharing and getting so into like detail and, and providing such great uh, perspective. And, um, you know, I think it's amazing that you're able to transition, transition that way, get out of something that we're conditioned and, and, and told this is the way, this is the only way, you know, get an education or, uh, you know, go to school, get a job, there it is, paycheck for the rest of your life and move forward. But we're finding more and more and as we, you know, as we uh, get old in the, into this new world and this new age, that there's other ways of how we can find passion um, within ourselves and create uh, a stream of income and also just live um, full of life and, 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 and be authentic and, you know, follow your dreams. And at the same time, still being happy and helping others in your community and your circle. Um. I think it's really cool that you wrote this book and I want to talk a little bit about how you wrote the book. What was some of the tools that you used? Were you writing every single day into a notebook or journal? Were you writing in your phone? Um, I think we've had this story before, but I want it, I want it, I want it to get out and shared. So how did you go about <laughs> writing your book? So actually I wrote my entire book on my cell phone. I did not have a laptop at the time. I did write every day. <laughs> so um, my schedule would look like go to work from the eight to five corporate life, come home, take a shower, eat, pull out my phone and go straight into writing. And what really fueled the writing was anytime there was like an incident that happened at work or something that made me upset, I just used that to be fuel to the fire. And it just helped me write more because I was getting out that emotion. I was getting out that anger. I was getting out that joy if it was a good day or et cetera. And it was just so rewarding just to feel like, oh, I'm just releasing, like releasing all of this before I go to bed. And then you sleep so much better (laughs) once you like get all that out. And my husband was very supportive. Um, We were actually engaged during, no, were we engaged? No, we were married by then. Um, So he knew that, okay, whenever she came home, this was her routine and et cetera. Sometimes I would bounce ideas off of him. Hey, how does this sound? Or what do you think this, this means? Or how do you, um, how does this speak to you? And et cetera. 
And that was very helpful. And then there would be times where he would tell me, I don't want to hear about your work problems. Go talk to a girlfriend about that. Don't bring your work. Don't bring your work stuff home. And I'm like, Mm. well, if I can't talk to you, who else am I going to talk to? This is my safe haven. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Genesis, um, on my end, I actually uh, lost a little bit of connection there. Were you still able to see me when you were sharing the last like few minutes? Oh, no, you went, you went away. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool. It's all good. I just wanted to touch base and see see what happened there. It was out for about like twenty seconds there, and I know that there's a there's a storm here uh to the, tonight for sure. But up here in Canada, there's a storm, snowstorm happening. So, oh no. But we're we're back and connecting. So here we are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I missed about I missed a, about a minute there. Okay, uh, let me rewind. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> rewind. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> it's all good. So um, you were asking me what my writing um, process looked like. And I was telling you that I wrote every day. I also wrote in my cell phone in a notes Mm -hmm. app because I did not own a laptop when I was writing my book. And then my support system at the time was my family. So I bounced a lot of ideas off of my husband and et cetera. However, sometimes he got a little upset because he's like, I don't want to hear about your work problems or your work issues. When you leave work, leave that stuff at work. But to me, as a woman, sometimes you just want to talk about it, not necessarily for your mate to fix your problem, but for them to Mm -hmm. listen to you. So then I just kept on going and whatnot. Another big supporter was my dad. Some of you that know me, um, know that my dad passed away last year on November 25th, the day before Thanksgiving. And that was very hard. But the good thing is he actually got to see the book, hold it and et cetera before he mm, no passed. Way. And it was amazing. Wow. That's and awesome. So I was so grateful for that because he has been my A1 from day one, one of my biggest supporters. And we were literally like two peas in a pod. <laughs> Um, I'm so happy he was able to like feel the book and be there with you. That's, that's incredible. That's very powerful. Yeah. It was so funny because, well, it was like funny slash bittersweet because the book came out May 27th and my dad went into the hospital May 21st. So I didn't really have the happiness and the glow because my focus was making sure my dad had what he needed and how to nurse him back to health. But then I was also happy that the book was out, but I wanted the book to be out and me and me, my dad and my family, my husband to go to dinner. But since, you know, unforeseen circumstances happen, I was like, okay, let me not be selfish. Yes, I'm glad that the book is out, but I also want, you know, my dad's health and well-being to be there. And I think that's a big part of me culturally, especially in a Caribbean culture, your parents raise you. And whenever they get older, it becomes a circle of life where we need to give back and help our parents. So I'm just so grateful I got to, you know, be there for him. It's amazing. I'm very happy that you had that connection and, you know, my blessings go to you. And I know he's in a good place up up above looking down and hopefully he's reading that book upstairs. Yeah. and uh talking about your book um so let's uh let's talk about the book let's get into it a bit 
Let's dive in. There it is. So everyone tuning in and listening, this is The Chocolate Drop in Corporate America. This is a book that Genesis Amaris Kemp uh, initially wrote in her in her in her phone, and has transferred it over into a Mac computer, and now has been published. <laughs> this is incredible. I think that's so cool, and it just goes to show that no matter what our gifts are and our talents, our passions, hobbies, there's always some way of how we can get it out. <clears throat> you know, and there's always some way of how we can get it out tangibly, tangibly, <laughs> and I think it's incredible. That you're able to just work hard, grind and and release and express and put it into something so positive and good that will actually be able to um, create awareness for people that are kind of stuck in this corporate systematic world or this condition mindset, and you know maybe have a little bit more freedom and able to to release. So mm-hmm. um, let's talk about like maybe like three really key points that are like okay. amazing that would that would be good takeaways for. Um, people maybe in this situation right now that would want to read your book? Okay. So I'm going to start by asking these three questions. So if you are in a corporate space, do you feel valued at your company? So do you feel valued? Number two, are you doing something that you are passionate about? And do you feel that it is part of your purpose? If not, why? Why are you doing it? Why are you staying? And why are you wasting time? Is it to make a paycheck? Because if so, there are other jobs out there where you can make a paycheck. But we spend the majority of our day at work So we should at least do something that we're happy about. But sometimes we're so conditioned in saying, oh, it's comfortable. They have good benefits. I've been here for a while. If I leave, I have to start all the the way over. I've already built a network. People, um, some people respect me. And then you have all these reasonings why you talk yourself out of something that you know you already need to do. But then it's part of our humanly instinct where we're allowing fear to kick in, which is false evidence appearing real to keep us to the point where it's conditioning us. And once it conditions us, then we remain stagnant and we feel like we can't get outside of our comfort zone. So we're stuck in this holding pattern. We want we want out, but we don't know how to get out. The third question is, why are you willing to invest so much time building someone else's empire and legacy when you can take that same amount of time and build your own legacy, your own empire, and set yourself up for generational wealth, not only for you, your family, and future generations to come. And I feel like if you really analyze those three questions as well as statements, then it will allow you to pivot outside of the employee quadrant into the self-employed quadrant, then you'll go into launching your own business where you could start hiring people to work for you, then you could do investments and et cetera. However, if you're not there yet and you don't have all the necessary tools and resources, you can do both. You could do your nine to five and then take the extra time that you have in the evening and look at ways to build your business. What are the things that you're good at? 
out of those things, what can you monetize? And out of the things that you can monetize, which one will be fruitful to you as well as your community? Because it's not just about team A, it's not just about Genesis, but it's about the impact that we have. And out of that impact, is it sustainable? Is it um, going to better better us as well as better the people who are looking up to us? And out of this thing, can I pivot off of my business? Because I truly believe 2020 taught us a lot. In a global pandemic, you saw a lot of businesses close. You saw a lot of people get laid off from their jobs who were on their jobs for a long time. We saw a lot of people die in the global pandemic, but we also saw a lot of businesses emerge. And people are like, what? A business is emerging when other businesses are closing down? Those were the people that pivot. They saw something, they saw a need, and they capitalized on that need. And now they're walking into their business. But would they have done it if they were fearful? Maybe, maybe not. But even if you fail, you fail fast, but you learn from that. You pick yourself up and keep on going. I failed. I told you I tried, you know, network marketing. I failed. Not everything is for you. You just have to find out what works for you and build upon it. Amazing. Thank you for sharing. And you know what? Um, You bring so much wisdom and insight and experience. And I think it's... uh, I think it's incredible that you're able to not only just put a, a book out here and, and, and publish a book and get people connected and, and, and listening and hearing the stories, what you've expressed, but just what you've just said and, and shared, it just, um, you have so much passion in how you want to help the community um, and people that um, want to be more, let's say entrepreneurs or follow their passion. Um, I think that's incredible. And I think that's amazing. And, you know, the more and more the world um, connects this way and help and support each other's different gifts and talents. And, you know, by supporting each other's gifts and supporting each other's passions and supporting each other's business, you know, it's going to create a lot more growth and about a lot more fulfillment in our own lives. And I think it's super important that we do share, you know, we do connect, we do provide positive and, and feedback, you know, sometimes it's good criticism, you know what I mean? Um, I think that's amazing perspective. Thank you, uh, Genesis, for sharing. I'm and, so, um, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm so glad that you mentioned the word feedback because mm. feedback is such a vital point and it's a gift. So when someone gives you feedback, take what is applicable to you and build upon it. What is not applicable to you, discard it or put it in your back pocket for later and think of it as seeds that are being deposited. The good seeds are going to produce a harvest. The bad seeds are going to wither and die, but you also have to discern it. But be thankful that someone cared enough to give you some feedback, give you some constructive criticism or et cetera. And that means that they saw something in you that you didn't see in yourself. Amazing. I love how empowering you are when you use your words. It's awesome. <laughs> we actually, I wanted to jump in. We have some comments here uh, from uh, our boy, our brother here, Moon. So uh, a little bit ago, he, uh, he mentioned that uh, it was different for me in my writing journey because I couldn't sleep while I was writing. Cool, cool. Why couldn't you sleep, Dietrich, while you were writing? 
Yeah, he'll he'll let us know. He'll let us know. And then the next comment and the next one, he says he was right in that you can't always bring work home. You have to know when to hold and when to fold. Powerful. And then our next one here, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Oh, yeah. Yes. I like that one. Amen. Amen. That's a good one. That's a great one. (laughs) Thanks, D.Moon. We appreciate your support here and tuning in to support Genesis here on the show. Um. Genesis, what was the hardest thing to let go of to help push yourself forward when you were leaving that corporate world? What was in that transition? What was the hardest thing to let go of? I guess some of the things that I was comfortable with, like the lunches, like the outings, <laughs> the, the travel, because I'm a foodie and I love to right, eat. Right. And I love my lunch meetings. I got to right. really network with my clients mm. outside of the stuffy office space like yes it was still business but now we're like conversating over some yummy food and you know (laughs) and we're talking about things that you know matter like life and etc it doesn't always have to be about business sometimes Mm -hmm. and the best thing like that i think i'm gonna miss is some of the relationships with the clients that i built because not all of those relationships will correlate into my next journey just yet. And that's okay because mm-hmm. you have to rep, um, you have to know um, the difference between seasonal people and lifetime people. Not everyone is going to be with you for a lifelong journey. And that's okay. They came in at the right time to teach you a lesson. Another um, hard thing about getting away was the ability to have that corporate credit card sometimes because (laughs) (laughs) yes, there was, um, you know, of course there's proprietary things and there's Mm -hmm. restrictions and et cetera. But the fact that if you needed something for the business and you could validate the business need, then you had the resources to buy it. Whenever you've, So whenever you go on your own, like I'm now building my own business, those resources um, are 100 percent on you. And so you may have to, you know, wait on some things or you may have to say, oh, man, I can't buy this because I don't have all the necessary funds or whatnot. And that's okay because what some people fail to tell people is, you know, businesses work. You have Mm -hmm. to really put in the work in order to reap the benefit. Not everything is going to come at a blink of an eye and a snap at your finger. So just because it doesn't come that easy doesn't mean you don't give up. You give up, you know, you keep on going, keep greasing that wheel until you get to where you want to be. Another thing that I think I'm going to miss is (laughs) besides the food, the good lunches, the corporate credit card and the resources. Let me just call it resources to get what you need in a timely manner. Mm. I am going to miss the fact that whenever I didn't want to like do something, um, I could just say, you know, no, in a no, in a sense that I didn't feel bad, but when it's your business, sometimes you have to be mindful of the no's because you also don't want to sever a relationship. So you really have to understand, okay, whenever I say no, is it a new opportunity or a next opening or is my no, no, and is this going to impact my business? Whereas 
And when you're working for a company, you could say no and you could pass and then they could find someone else, you know, but when you're, is this making sense? Yeah. 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 So those are some of the things I could think of. Everything else, I'm just so happy and joyous because it's like my baby. I could do what I want when I want. <laughs> yeah, amazing. It's, it's uh, you know, it's wild to think some of the things that we were so comfortable with, right? When we're even in that corporate world or that 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 system that we are conditioning. Um, and it's always those little, those little treats or those little bonuses, those little things that kind of keep you attached into the system, right? So you miss them, but... I feel in reality, you, you, you probably are really happy that you've let it all go. Like, you know, to be transparent, you know, and where you are today, like, you know, I can only imagine how much more freedom you feel based on having your book published and, and working towards your passion and your goals to, to help your community. Yeah. My brother asked me, how did it feel when you turned in your computer and your badge? And I said, it felt like a weight lifted off of my shoulder, Mm. to be honest, because I'm no longer tied down to systems that I 100% don't agree with. I'm no longer tied down to feeling like I constantly have to prove myself and match up to other people when I feel like, hey, we're all working for the same company. Why is it such a competition? Why are we having forced rankings and et cetera? So then you're comparing yourself to your peers because you know that, okay, this is the person that's going to, you know, go against me in the rank meeting. In the rank meeting, that's where my salary is determined. That's where the next position comes from. And it brings out all of those unhealthy tendencies that you were never meant to really have. And, and it kind of really gets ugly, especially in the sector that I came from in oil and gas and the, my fortune 500 company I was working with, there's force rankings. Um, you don't get bonuses. You have to get um, peer reviews from your peers that you work with. So then you're wondering, okay, if I piss my peer off, then they hold the cards to part of my review. Then you get another review from your supervisor. And then some of the review that you do that you get, I'm like, you weren't even doing the hands-on work, but then this is the feedback that you're giving me. When I was on the one on the front lines, I was representing the company to the distributors. I was representing the company to the freight forwarder. I was going to those meetings and all that stuff. And then it just makes you have that I, I, I mentality versus seeing it as a team mentality. Even though I was doing this at the end of the day, I still needed input from other people, whether it was the global distributor, whether it was the freight forwarder, whether it was someone in sales, someone in customer service. It was a team effort. But then you measure me based on X, Y and Z. So I didn't feel like the playing field was leveled. And it it just becomes toxic after a while and unhealthy. Mm. Yeah, I agree. You know, and I, I feel that some of those companies that just focus more on the money and other staff. And, you know, it's hard to make friends in an environment like that. It's just like a bunch of sharks cutthroat trying to get to the top. And, you know, it's like you go to your work to, to make a living and and you want to be somewhat, you know, you want to be happy, but you're also looking over your shoulder and you're also trying to beat the next person. But at the same time, you're smiling and, and you know, oh, how's the coffee? Oh, it's, you know what I mean? Like you're in the same environment with these people and you try <laughs> to connect, but you know, 
the other side, it's like, you're like, I need to beat this person so I can get ahead. So it's, it's a very unhealthy environment for sure. And um, thank you for diving and getting more into detail there. I wanted to uh, jump back to the comment section. So we have D dot moon, our brother here. He, uh, he uh, replied to why uh, you asked why he couldn't sleep while he was writing. And he mentioned he couldn't sleep during my writing journey because I just couldn't turn my mind off. I would be writing all day and night in my head. I had to get it out and I was restless until I finished. You know, uh-huh. oh, Moon, okay. you know super passionate, you know, that, yes. that just shows passion. It shows fire. And I love that fire um, in the journey that he, uh, that he has, that he shared. So thank you, Dida Moon for sharing. God yes. bless. He always um, shows up for our lives. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. I, you know what? I just, I just love, you know, I love that we are able to connect from all parts of the world and I'm a love and I love that we're able to, you know, um, be a bit vulnerable and, and, and share what we went through and, you know, and, and use that, that, that time of healing and those stories to connect and, and help others because there is a lot of people that need stories. There's a lot of people that need this connection because there's somebody out there that is either in the same shoes that you just took off to get into your passion and to follow your dreams or someone is trying to let go of something that they're going through. So they have that connection, you know, and, and I think it's amazing. Um, it, it's Genesis. so amazing. Cause that's what inclusion, diversity and equity is about all of us coming together, not just being diverse, make, but making sure we're included, we're seen, we're heard and making sure there's equality and making sure we all have, you know, a level playing field or we could all have a seat at the table. We can all eat and et cetera. So that's beautiful, T. May. I just love the way you summed it up. <laughs> Thank you. I try to be beautiful. So, <laughs> just bugging. So I wanted to ask Genesis, um, how did you overcome that challenge struggle that you went through so when you were leaving the corporate world and you were transitioning into writing your book um you know you you mentioned that what were the hardest things to let go of some of the things that you missed but um how did you what was that one thing that really allowed you inside that that brought that fire and that passion and you're like no okay no more i'm moving forward i'm gonna focus on me my passion and allow that to help others in your community um, how did you overcome that? What was that main thing that helped you overcome? Uh, the main thing that helped me overcome that was definitely my faith in God and that inner voice inside of me saying enough is enough. How much longer? How much longer? I just kept hearing that. And I was like, okay, it's time. And what really drove me to the point of I'm done was having a supervisor who was a woman at the time tell me, I don't think you can compete with the professionals. Although I was doing the work of a professional for four years, three on her team and another year on another person's team after I left the role of being an administrative assistant. And I, it literally, Well, I felt like it was literally a slap in the face because I was traveling for the company. I was representing the company. 
in front of C-suite executives, telling them about their KPIs, which are key performance indicators, talking about metrics, looking at RCAs, which are root cause analysis, and really helping the client. So if you consider me an administrative assistant, then most administrative assistants don't fly on the company um, don't fly on the company time. You don't use the company, the company car service. You don't go represent the company to C-suite executives and leadership and et cetera. But yet you tell me I, I can't compete. And I felt like as a supervisor, if you're a good supervisor, you're going to want everyone on your team to accelerate because it's going to make you look good as a supervisor. And it's going to show your leadership skills and abilities. And another thing I felt like from a woman saying that to another woman, it felt like she was cutting me down. When in reality, in a sense, we're both minorities in a male dominated field, such as oil and gas. The last thing that we should do is cut down one another. We should be building each other up and look for ways to influence and showcase that women do not have to be nasty. We can all work together, no matter the color of your skin. So how I overcame that was, like I said, God, a lot of prayer, my family and just journaling and just really writing my frustrations out because had it not been for God, I would have probably, because I'm, I'm human y'all and I'm not perfect, slipped back into BC, which is before Christ <laughs> and really told, told someone a piece of my mind, but mm. I had to be, be mindful of how I reacted. So I had to be mm-hmm. proactive versus reactive. Mm. Incredible. And you know what? Your passion and the way that you were able to be patient and proactive, um, I think it's amazing. And, you know, every day we go through these challenges in our workplace, you know, and there's triggers, there's triggers everywhere. And, you know, that one trigger that you had with that lady, um, you know, that was somewhat of a fire and motivation to, to kind of overcome what you were going through with all the other noise and that I've had enough. And I think it's um, amazing that you're able to be so self-aware and utilize positive tools and outlets like the writing and expressing yourself. And even though during those times it might be tough because sometimes it is tough to just express um, all those negative emotions. But if you're using those right tools, if you're using those right resources or hobbies or passions, anything that's a positive thing, it's going to become healthy. You're going to be able to turn into some health. You're going to be able to turn into more of a vision. And it starts to create better awareness for yourself where you want to go. So thank you for sharing Genesis. I think that's uh, very powerful that you were able to share it that way and, 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 and share that perspective. My pleasure. And another thing I forgot to mention, during uh, this whole time, I developed three R's, which really helped me. And they are refuel, refocus, and realign. Mm. Is that in the chocolate drop in corporate America? Your three R's? Yes. <laughs> oh, I had to guess. I just had to guess. <laughs> cool, cool. That's I love it. It's 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 amazing, you know. And, and those those things help us really keep that vision. You know, it keeps us on that path, that mindset focused and and so determined. So I love that you're able to use something like that. Um, great. 
um, last question and then we'll get into a little bit of the book and how people can uh, reach out and connect. Um, if so, Genesis, um, what would you do differently to overcome what you went through? If there was anything. So I probably wouldn't have accepted the job there in the first place. And I say that because I had three job offers at the time. The one that I accepted, which was the company I left and we separated, was the lowest paying. But I chose to go there because of the brand. They were around for a long time. So Mm -hmm. I was thinking branded by association. Everyone knows this brand. It's going to look good on my resume and et cetera. But if I would have really, you know, dug deeper and really started to research the company culture and et cetera, then I think that would have been a part of my decision because I feel like sometimes people jump on something for the money when in reality, money does not always bring you happy. It's a means to make an end. It's Mm -hmm. a resource because there's so many people that I know that are pretty wealthy, but they're unhappy. So there's something rooted inside of them that they need to overcome. Another, um, (laughs) sorry. Another thing was have, had I known what I know now, I wouldn't have been so keen on following the rhetoric of, um, go to school, get a good job and all of this, I would have probably jumped into the entrepreneurship and been a lot further along than wasting my time building up someone else's empire. But I am grateful for all the things that I learned along the way. And those are now tools that I can take into my own business. So there are pros and cons. And do I regret anything? I would say no, because all of the things that I endured helped me to be better mentally, physically, spiritual, and emotionally, because I learned that patience is a virtue and everything is not this microwave society. Sometimes you have to wait for things. And whenever you wait for that thing and it's delivered, it's so sweet. It's so savory. But if you get it quick, you'll lose it quick. Another thing I learned is how to really interact with people that don't look like you, how to be open-minded. Because whenever you work in a global organization, you meet people from all around the world. So it taught me that your network is your network. And it's not all about who you know, but sometimes who knows you because they can mention your name in rooms that you would have never dreamed to go in. And it's a part of networking because just like I met you, teammate, when I meet someone else that is interested in what you're doing, I'm going to mention your name in that room. But you may have never crossed paths with that person, but they're in my network. Hmm. So different things like that. And you just really have to have a have a holistic approach and see the big picture and know that, you know, not all seeds are good and um, not all seeds are bad, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Thank you for sharing, Genesis. 
I um I really appreciate you being very detailed and 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 sharing your story and experience and perspective, um in such a very powerful but also such a positive um way and um you know it it, it keeps me inspired and I hope it keeps listeners tuning in and who watch a recap video inspired as well because your story is very powerful you know every day there's people there's millions of people every day today right now living in this conditioned world this system this built and you know find this job find this education but they're not truly happy and um you know i think times are changing and i think it's you know people like yourself myself the 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 networks that we're building the communities that we're building online finding our passion and helping each other and working together to support each other like that's a new way like that that's a positive way that brings happiness joy and fulfillment freedom you know and yeah it's hard work it's a grind you know it's a grind to want to let go of the easy route you know of that easy comfort <laughs> the company credit card and those those like tasty lunches you know and all those things that we've had in those in in those scenarios but um no, thank you for sharing and, and bringing that to the table tonight. And I think it's important that um, people listening in, if they are uh, feeling stuck, if they are feeling um, like they need a little bit of a jump start and to start focusing on their passions, um, I would like them to connect with you. Um, Genesis, where can um, where can they get your uh, your book, The Chocolate Drop in Corporate America? My book is available on Amazon. The second edition is officially out. It came out yesterday. Paperback is $13 US. There is a Kindle version for the first edition, which is $2.99. And the book will be available in major bookstores as well. Nice. And I threw um I threw uh anyone watching our video or listening in link tree and then slash Genesis Amaris Kemp. So this is the link in her bio as well. If, if you are, are on Instagram, please connect with Genesis at Lady D Richardson. It's all one word, lowercase. Um, if you have questions, if you want to connect and you want to get more in depth of um, how Genesis can help you, whether it's through the book or just a little bit of coaching and mentorship uh, or to connect as a friend, you know where to reach your Instagram, Lady D Richardson. Uh, I know that Genesis, you're also on the, your Facebook page is Genesis Samaris Camp as well. Um, we got it. And I wanted to um, put the book back on the screen. So Chocolate Drop in Corporate America. There it is. Tangible as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's such an amazing cover too. And uh, I love that it has diversity. I love that it has everyone in these in these like, professional jobs, you know, and um you know just the way you shared it tonight it just it just shows that visual so thank you so much um for sharing that my um, pleasure i definitely Jenna, wanna... yeah sorry <laughs> i definitely wanted to read two quotes like mm-hmm. um for the listeners as well as the viewers to like okay. kind of help them jump start you know mm-hmm. so one important one Stop waiting for someone to co-sign your dreams. Start running with passion. In time, the right people who genuinely care and want to support you will fall into place. So be mindful of divine connections and divine interventions. You may never know that someone is watching you and looking at you until 
they've really seen you build credibility, then they'll reach out to you. And reaching out to you could turn into them being a mentor to you, can turn out to them being an investor in your business, can turn out to them being a sponsor and et cetera. So just be mindful of that. And show up and be authentic because you never know the impact that you have on someone else's life. And the other thing is, the other quote, if you have a dream and vision to achieve something, then you have the power. I'm going to say that again. You have the power to do it. Keep the determination and continue to run your race. You may fall or even fail. But that doesn't mean you can't achieve greatness. Get back up and press forward. So many times people, you know, they fail at something and they shrink back because they're like, it didn't work out. But just because it didn't work out then does not mean it's not going to work out later. Learn from your past mistakes and build upon it. When someone is building a house, It's built brick by brick, board by board, nail by nail. It takes different components to build a house. So just like it takes different components to build a house, there's various components that you need to build a dream. And if you think about all the successful people out there, um, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, some of the celebrities, actresses, singers, and et cetera, Do you think they stopped when someone said no? That gave them momentum and they were eager. They were were hungry. They wanted more. So they went after it because they saw that no as a next opportunity or new opening into their future. And the reason why a rear view mirror is small is because Those things don't matter. Pay attention to the windshield because your future is so much bigger and brighter. I'm inspired, Genesis. Thank you so much for sharing those quotes. Now, are those quotes from your book? Yes, they're in the oh. reflection section. So here, I'll flash it. it. So you, that's amazing. Those are as authentic as, authentic as it gets. Listeners, there's a in. Re- reflection quote section in mm. the book, and there's nice. multiple quotes in the book that I want the readers to reflect on once they're reading the book. And then mm-hmm. there's going to be a homework assignment. It's called a discovery oh, exercise. Wow. Who am I? So I talk about who is Genesis, but I also want you to take time to do your homework and write down who are you? Mm-hmm. Who is T May? Who is D Dot? Who is Shanique? Who are you? Mm-hmm. Expand on it. You'll be surprised once you start writing all the things down. Mm-hmm. That's awesome that your book has exercises. That's really cool. I love that because it's important that like for me, um, like if I, you know, when I read a book, um, I am a visual learner. So eventually I need more practical things. I need like something to do. I have a lot of energy. So I'll be reading the book and then my mind will start wandering sometimes. That's why I'm so much into music because I get into music and it's like all these things happening and it helps me stay focused. But um, when I get into reading, I really love visuals. I love exercises. I love trying things. I love being practical. So exercises are important, you know, different types of little tasks. That's really cool that you're able to incorporate that into your book as well. 
Thank you. So be on the lookout because I'm going to come up with a workbook that is really going to expand uh -oh. <laughs> on, <laughs> on the reflection um, quotes as well as the who am I. And I'm going to put some other things in there so people will actually have a workbook to go along with the book because it's so important that, like you said, people digest information differently. And I want to cater to all, all audiences. And I want to really have that inclusion piece to make sure all of my readers, all of the listeners and et cetera, are really in tune and they're jump starting and igniting their passion, purpose, and fueling their destiny. Thank you, Genesis. So to close our show tonight, I wanted to ask one more question. Um, listeners tuning in um, who may watch a recap video that may be struggling right now in, in in that challenge that they're going through, whether in the corporate world, what are some last words of um, wisdom and uh, you can bring some insight to their life and, and help them um, be more aware and, and start focusing on, on that self-love and, and be more authentic and, and something that they can go towards. So healing starts within be mindful of your body Listen to your body because your body will speak to you, whether you're about to do something right or about to do something wrong. There's thoughts that go into our that pop into our head. There are good thoughts and there's bad thoughts. The mind can be a battlefield. Listen to how you feel whenever someone says something. Does your stomach have that butterfly effect and et cetera. Just really pay attention. Another um, thing is mindset and perspective is everything. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. So make sure you are feeding your mind with positive thoughts. When you feed your mind with positive thoughts, then those thoughts will start to manifest because you will speak them outwardly. When you speak them outwardly, you will allow action to follow follow suit because you are manifesting what you want to happen. And then also write down what you are aspiring to do because it's a way to hold yourself accountable. Whether you need to write it on sticky notes and post them on your mirror, whether you need to write something and post it in your car so you could see it, whether you need to keep it in your office, on your laptop, put it in a place where you are able to see it visually. And it's a reminder daily because you don't want to just write something down and not take action because what's the point of doing it? We're writing something down to hold yourself accountable, to know, okay, I wrote this down and this is what I'm going to do. And this is how I plan to do it. Or get a vision board. And if you don't know what a vision board is, it could be a blank um, poster board. You cut out all the things that you are envisioning for that, um, that year, or you could do it that quarter or that month and cut them out and place it on the vision board. So if you want to own a business, get a picture of a business and cut that out. If you want to um, write a book, put a book there and start writing down things, little things like that. And you'll be surprised how those small little things could turn into big leaps. 
And another thing is be mindful of who you have in your inner circle. Are the people in your circle pushing you to accelerate, calling you out on your BS because they know you are worth more than your limited thinking? Are the people in your circle, are they um, further along than you? And And don't just hang out with people who are on the same playing field as you, because that means they have the same mindset and methodology. If you're aspiring to be a business leader, hang out with leaders who are already in that space. Learn from them. If you're aspiring to be a musician, are you... um, it taking master classes? Are you in mastermind groups? All of those things. Be intentional and let's stop wasting time. We all have the same amount of time in the day, but what you do with your time can make the difference. And I heard it today. There's a difference between the 1% and the rest of them. The 1% is educating themselves. They're not wasting their time on people and things that aren't being fruitful or rewarding. And they're saving for their future, they're investing, and they're going after their dreams by all means necessary. And that's part of healing. So stories of healing. Thank you, Genesis, for sharing your story of healing tonight on episode 14. I appreciate you and we're very grateful to have you on our show. And and those are some very powerful very educational and also just so much insight and and passion. And I know you're going to continue to do amazing things in your community and for the world. And I also believe that you're going to be a, you're a strong leader and you're going to help others lead, you know, to be a good leader, you're not a power of authority. You know, we, we help lead by supporting and, and educating and mentoring. And I believe you're going to do incredible things. So thank you so much. I'm grateful. I know the listeners tuning in. If listeners, please, uh, follow um, Genesis on Instagram at Lady D Richardson, and you can find her book Chocolate Drop in Corporate America. It's everywhere. Let's get it. Let's go. Let's continue sharing our stories of healing, and let's continue inspiring. And um, thank you, Genesis, for tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Third time's a charm. Third time's the charm. <laughs> it is. Amen. Thank you. Good night. Good night.